It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Could the introduction of state standard test requirements all those years ago actually been the beginning of the end of the classroom teacher? We'll discuss. Well, we also may have found the real reason some school districts are looking to decrease their special education programs. And why does the legislation in Washington state make laws to benefit the outlying states? Well, we'll get into that, too, but first. Give us your bottom line. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Happy Wednesday afternoon to you. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson, 547-1610, if you would like to get involved. Also via email at 610-KONA.com. Where you're listening, what you'd like to say, your name as well, and of course... If uh, you miss any portion of the show, you can catch it on the podcast, also available at our website, 610kona.com. You can get a hold of us at Twitter at BottomLine610. We got a really interesting email last night after we were off the air, and I'd like to share it uh, because it rolls right into what we're going to discuss off at the top. All right. Um, The email begins, a guest on the bottom line on Monday stated that addiction is a disease. This is something we've all heard many times. A listener with a curious mind or questioning attitude would wonder what exactly makes addiction a disease. The main reason addiction is a disease is that the definition of disease is so broad. You could very quickly look up the definition on several dictionary sites on the Internet, such as Merriam-Webster, Oxford, Cambridge, etc. Disease is an old word. It's been around since the 1300s. It comes from the word dis and ease, which together mean not at ease. The typical modern definition of disease is a condition other than a simple injury where a body part is not functioning normally. The brain is a body part. A person's brain is not functioning normally when he's craving drugs. Therefore, addiction fits the definition of a disease. There shouldn't be any debate on whether an addiction is a disease. The part that people often get wrong is they think that because an addiction is a disease, it can only be cured with professional treatment. The truth is that many people quit alcohol, nicotine, heroin, opiate painkillers, cocaine, and meth entirely on their own. Addiction to nicotine is also a disease. Many experts say nicotine is as addictive as heroin. Think of all the people you know personally who quit smoking cigarettes without any professional help, patches, gum, etc. Google aging out or maturing out of heroin or natural recovery, and you'll see many articles that say a large portion of the users quit on their own. Professional treatment may be the best option for dealing with addictions. For example, if your son was addicted to heroin, you would want to get him into professional treatment immediately rather than wait a few years to see if he could, quote, mature out of his addiction. However, don't let anybody lead you to believe that the fact that addiction is a disease means it's impossible to cure without professional treatment. Uh, Very well thought out written email uh, that we got last night, and and it works right into what the subject was last night at the Kennewick City Council workshop, which was addiction Mm -hmm. and many treatment options that are available. And um, last night making a presentation was Blue Mountain Heart to Heart's executive director, uh, Everett Maroon, of course, the uh, controversial needle exchange program, which is uh, considered by 
I don't. I'm going to parse this very delicately. By some, it's considered a a part of the uh, treatment model. By others, uh, it's not to believe to be as important as others would like you to believe it is. And and I don't think that's an unfair statement based on experiences. Um, that you can throw. I don't want to just simplify to saying data, but depending on what your belief system is in this is going to lean you towards the importance level of certain aspects in, in, in a treatment program, for lack of a better term. There are some that are uh, treatment professionals that don't buy into it as much as others that are other treatment professionals that do. Um, you know, I think that our our emailer is accurate um, in the fact that there are some things that are easier to quit without professional help than others. Um, personally, if I knew someone who was a heroin addict, I don't think I would want them to try and mature out of it. Uh, the, 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 the damage that withdrawal can do to the body for something like that is significantly higher than nicotine. Um, you know, I, I know many people who have gone on and off cigarettes for years, and while it is an extremely difficult thing to quit, you don't see the, you see crankiness and, and, you know, maybe, maybe some mood displacement with cigarettes trying to quit those. You don't go into cold sweats, shakes, and, and potentially, you know, convulsions, um, by quitting cigarettes, um, but I do agree with, I think, the overall detail, and that is you have to want to quit something in order to be able to properly be able to receive treatment. You need to have the desire to move on from the addiction. Um, I think that's fair with anything. You have to be committed to wanting to move on from the addiction before anything that you would want to get involved with to try and help you in that process is going to be successful. Um, so last night um, I had a chance to go to the workshop and uh, th- there were, it was packed. Uh, it, it was packed. In fact, I had to bring chairs in by the time everything started. Uh, there were supporters on both sides. Uh, it was extremely respectful. Um, well, because they weren't taking public testimony. Well, but even even so, um, you know, I have I think we have seen uh, we have seen instances of public meetings where comment was not a part of the program, where individuals in attendance created a ruckus or an uproar or wanted to make themselves heard, disturbed the proceedings. No one did any of that last night, regardless of whether they agreed or disagreed with what was being presented. Everyone acted in a very respectful manner last night. You know, people shook their heads, so on and so forth. But they were very respectful towards what was going on last night at the event. But no matter what was said, you know, and 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 there were it wasn't that wasn't just one part. You know, there were a couple couple of uh, of presenters last night dealing with the you know, the, the, the opioid situation as a whole. Um, but there are just some things around 
the the exchange that you just don't get answers to. And for example, last night during the workshop, they released a data set from PASCO, a data set that the Franklin County Commissioners didn't even have that was presented last night to the Kennewick City Council, which detailed the amount of unique visitors, the amount of visitors per month, and the amount of needles that were given out overall. Okay, so in a nine-month stay, there were 332 unique individuals. And it was also revealed that while the individuals are not uh, carded or their identification is not asked for, they're given a case number, basically, to see if they return. So that every time they come back, that, that case number is, is recorded again. Um, 332 unique visitors, 180 people served per month, okay? So you're, you're talking multiple visits by the same people over and over again. 98,500 needles given away, an average of almost 11,000 needles a month which is enough for just about every man, woman, and child that lives in Franklin County to get a needle. Well, and if my quick math in my head, uh, 98,000-some-odd needles for 330, however many you said, uh, unique people, each of those 330-some people got on average, 300 needles. Right. During nine months. Over the course of that period of time. Um, Not all at once, obviously. Right. We don't know, but probably not all at once. No. But over the time, but that's what it averages out to. And it's still a staggering number. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. It's a staggering number. 98,500 is a staggering number. Let me me just kind of throw this... um, parenthetical statement in there too 98,500 needles introduced into the community are all of them being discarded properly and how many of those are being exchanged back well into you know the needle exchange program and this is part of this is this is another aspect of it. There were questions asked regarding the tracking, and that was the yeah. first question of the evening. Was you can track the people with a case ID right. number, which is good. I mean, that's good, but were you know did did each needle or package of needles have a a SKU number or or something to track whether or not those same needles came back if they were you know completely different needles that were being turned in, uh, you know or you know, Any what, happened, what happened to those nearly 100,000 needles in now, nine months? The understanding that I have, and if, if my understanding is wrong, somebody give us a call, 547-1610, but they're not marked. Okay. They're not marked. So you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. One way or the other if, if it is from if there they were or a certain type, from Walmart. If they were a certain type, you might be able to say, oh, yeah, those look like ours that we give out. Particular gauge or something like right. that. Or, but, or you know, the, the, the company name on them or something. Maybe. Yeah, but it's an assumption. So you're introducing 100,000 needles into the community in less than a year, in nine months. I, that's that's staggering. 
That's staggering. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? My name is Lester. I'm calling from Pasco. Who's paying for all these needles? Well, and here's the thing, Lester, and that question was brought up last night as well. And and the way it was brought up and, 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 and parsed was, I think, as accurate as an answer as you were going to get. There are no city or county funds that are going to the needle exchange program. There are state funds. So in a roundabout way, there is a portion of your tax dollars that are going to it, but it's not as large a portion of your tax dollars as if it was a county-funded program or a city-funded program. Yeah, a little bit more indirectly. A little bit more indirectly, but but the funding is coming from public money at the state level at this point in time. But also do, doesn't Blue Mountain Heart to Heart get a lot of they get federal, federal money and, as well federal and state grants and they, all that stuff. Right, from the the Ryan White Foundation and all that at the federal level. So 5471610 you're up on the bottom line news radio 610KONA. Hey, it's Dallas from Ben City. What's up? Yeah, I'd like to know uh I'd like to know how many of those 100,000 needles resulted in death. And if we can identify, if we can do ballistics on a bullet, you know, and see which batch of bullets it came from and which receipt, who bought it, why wouldn't we be able to identify needles and other drug paraphernalia? Well, it's, it's interesting you bring that up, Dallas, because the, the kind of needles that they give out are McKesson insulin syringes, okay? You can choose the length. You can choose the gauge. The measurement is in units, not milliliters. So, like, for example. But, I, but that's not the only place where you can get those type of things. No, it's not. You're right. It's so not the only type of thing. If somebody ODs with one of these needles in their arm, it, you know, it, it's not the same as saying that, that, you know, the needle exchange caused that death. I, you know, go ahead. I, you're I, right. I have another track to go down with that same question. But, but go but, ahead. But, like, for example, okay. I have to give one of my dogs a liquid medication. And with that liquid medication comes a syringe. It doesn't have a needle. It's just a plastic syringe. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's in milliliters. Mm-hmm. So that would be a little bit more distinctive to be able to see the units, the insulin needle, where you've got the units, where it's, where it's a, a unit track instead of a milliliter track, mm-hmm. can also be a little bit more distinguishable to track as well. True. Uh, to answer the caller's question, uh, the difference between being able to track forensically uh, a, a an OD death to tra- trace it back to a specific needle or a specific type of needle, it's not the same as with a gun. And the reason is uh, when you fire a weapon, it leaves uh, indentions and indention marks on the bullet as it's passing through the uh, the gun itself mm-hmm. so there's nothing there's nothing forensically to go on if you find need it would be a painstaking operation too especially it, what are you going to do you're just going to come across a needle and test it you know to see if it had you know it's it would be very difficult i understand the frustration there but uh, i don't know of any way that you could do that let's go back to the phones you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 K-O-N-A. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Rob. Ed, it's Mike. Hi, Mike. What's up? Um, I got a editorial comment. Don't usually try to do this because, you know, just everybody has their whatever. But 
being in the education world for three decades, there comes a point in time where you can't spend everybody's money all the time. And what I mean by that is we've dumbed it down to the point where homeless people can live anywhere they want. I can poop on the street if I want to. I can throw needles anywhere I want. I can be addicted to some opioid and and blame it on, you know, the Benton County Authority. You need to take care of me. There's nowhere for me to go. There's just going to come a point in time in this social setup that we got where you can't dumb it down anymore. And there's going to be uh, H-E-L-L to pay when we hit that wall. And I don't really fear for me because I don't think I'm going to be around but I fear for my kids and my grandkids because it's just it's just turning into a, just a real icky, ugly, weird place. Appreciate the call. We got to take a time out. We're yeah. way behind right now. Yeah, but when that's we, okay because we're yeah. taking calls. But. When we come back, more of your phone calls, 547-1610. Emails as well, 610kona.com. It's the bottom line. News Radio 610-KONA. Thanks for joining us this Wednesday. Now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. You can also email us by going to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page and just fill out that form. And before you know it, Rob and I have the email, just like the one Lester from Pasco sent us. Lester writes, basically, I have a question. Are they actually able to distinguish what needles come from these places that pass them out? If they can, my second question would be to ask police officers how many of these needles are they finding because a lot of the dealers are selling preloaded syringes. Now, also, this isn't the Lester that was just on the radio asking the question. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Uh, Lester, appreciate uh, appreciate the email. Uh, as we as we mentioned uh, in the first segment, the needles that Blue Mountain Heart to Heart hand out are a specific kind, but they are not uh, tracked with any kind of barcode or a SKU number or anything like that. Um, they track with a case number the people that come in. But there is no right. tracking uh, of of the specific needles. They can they now are able to at least release to the public the number that they sent out while the nine months they were in Pasco. But there's no way of tracking that. So uh, yeah, that's a great question, Lester. Thank you. By the way, to I believe it was uh, Dallas that asked us about overdoses. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Franklin County have has had. Uh, Eight overdose deaths, and I believe it's been within the last 12 months. Okay. Um, so, and the uh, insulins are coated with orange. They're, they're an orange coloring. Okay. So that's another way to be able to, to, to get an idea. The the plastic, I believe, is, is orange uh, with the insulin needle. Right. So when we come back, there were a couple of answers that were given that were asked that I thought were extremely interesting because... It belied something that we've brought up here a couple of times on the program about the concern for the clients of the program and the concern for the outlying community. 
back with more of the bottom line after this news radio 610 k1a can't get in by phone give us your bottom line through email send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com back to the bottom line presented by mccary meets in basin city on news radio 610 kona you can email us, too. Just go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. This is the bottom line. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, and you. 547-1610. If you'd like to get involved, email as well, 610kona.com. Talking about the the uh, Kennewick City Council workshop, which was um, very well attended last night. Um Tremendous, uh, not just turnout, but respect by everybody involved, um, supporters, non-supporters. Uh, it was just just a, a very well done um, workshop in all around, and, and respect was shown to everyone that was speaking. No disruptions, uh, regardless of your viewpoint on uh, the needle exchange, which took the majority of the workshop. Um, but the questions were asked regarding the intake. And Everett Maroon, director of Blue Mountain Heart to Heart, the executive director, um, talked about the fact that intake counts really are meaningless, um, that there isn't a syringe exchange in the state of Washington that uh, really document, documents its intake because it doesn't mean anything to the program, which the same look on your face was the same look I got on my face, meaning what do you mean it doesn't matter? Um, because you go, you go back to a couple things and when it was, when it was, as he was describing, um, the, the 10 to one ratio basically that they use, uh, he said there is no restriction on needle exchanges in the state of Washington. He said, I can give out a hundred to one if I want to, which again, when you, when you look at some of this, this is probably, for a state that loves to regulate crap, <laughs> this is probably the most unregulated thing in the state, is a needle exchange. Probably a poor choice of an analogy for him to use. <laughs> when well, that's one well, of the, well, exactly. That's I mean, saying I can give away 100 to 1, yeah. isn't, it doesn't, doesn't, yeah. It's not very endearing. You, you, doesn't want right. to make you, you want to jump to his side of the argument. But... It was asked, you know, about that portion of it, and you know, if you're if you if you're not being able, to, I guess the question that I've got is, if you can't determine, you don't count them, then how can you determine if someone brought in six or nine or eleven in order to be able to give them ten if you're not counting them? But the reason that he gave for them not counting them individually was the safety of his staff and trying to avoid getting stuck by a needle. But it's okay for the general public to have that problem. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys. This is Dave from Kenowick. What's up, Dave? Hey, I think since we're going to have this shoved down our throat anyway, there should be at least a basic set of guidelines and rules. And the first one is that they have to provide marked syringes that way they can be tracked um, it would have to obviously come from the manufacturer that way because of sterility issues but they cannot possibly say they can't do that it's the least they can do if they're going to shove this down our throat i'm sorry it's just 
there's got to be some guidelines. Well, and I hear I hear exactly what you're saying in that regard, and and I was thinking about that. All right, I was thinking about how could you mark the needles without compromising the sterility, okay, without breaking open a needle package, and um, you know, compromising the sterility of the needle. Well, if the state really wanted to get involved, okay? And what I mean by that is is not necessarily, you know, we, the state could put a regulation on there that there is a state-mandated supplier, and you have to get your needles through that state-mandated supplier. And as that supplier... Oh, good, a monopoly. Well, but go no, ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> but what I mean is, it's, 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 hey, man, if it's all public dollars, it's all public dollars, right? Yeah. So if you have a manufacturer in the state of Washington, and as a needle exchange, you have to go through that one supplier, or maybe two suppliers, whatever it is, there's printing on the syringe, correct, to identify amounts. The amounts, yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So on the other side of that needle or running alongside of it, why couldn't you put the name of the exchange that's ordered that that, that particular set of needles? So say Blue Mountain uh, Heart to Heart is ordering 10,000 needles. Well, as those needles are being made individually, before they go into the package, Blue Mountain Heart to Heart is put on the side of the syringe. So that way, you know what exchange it came from. And the sterility isn't compromised. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to join the discussion, we kind of skirted around one thing uh, earlier when we opened this this particular segment up. That uh, you noted, Rob, at the meeting last night, that Everett Maroon, the director of Blue Mountain Heart to Heart. Parenthetically, and and said that it wasn't so much about, you know, it wasn't that important to their operation, the needles coming in. Obviously, it's important to the community and the public because we're talking about it. But did anybody, does anybody know why? I have a theory. The reason why it's not very important, the needles that are coming in is because they are more con- concerned about the needles going out. Sure. They they track the only tracking that they actually do is the needles going out. They can tell you exactly how many needles they distributed into the community. But they can't do that on the incoming needles because it's not a priority and because it's not required for them to get the funding that they do to track that all they have to do is say we serve a community of x amount of people we have distributed in the past x amount of needles and this is what we project to do in the future zero to do with the needles coming in now in seattle they weigh them to get an accurate count they weigh them. So basically, they know what a needle weighs. They put it on a scale. And if it adds up to this amount, they know how much it is so that they can determine their one-to-one. Because, again, like we said before, most of the, most of the exchanges in Washington State are specified as one-to-one exchanges. Right. 
But Blue Mountain Heart to Heart is not. No, they're undisclosed. They're undisclosed. They yeah. don't disclose what they are. Need based one to one plus one or one to one. And they don't disclose a lot of things. Uh, let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio six ten K O N A. Who's this? Where are you calling from? All right. Well, give us a call back. Turn down your radio. Uh, appreciate uh, you know wanting to talk to us, but we can't hear when there's feedback yep. going Get, on. Make sure you get a hold of us. Uh, turn that radio down. Roll the windows up if you're in the car. Um, much easier for us to hear you that way. Um, but some of the other things that you know, again, I, I thought the 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 concern about staff safety versus yeah um, the general public, which was never discussed in all of the discussion, it, it's it's all about the the program being a, being a harm reduction program and and the overall part of the the treatment. But there was never anything discussed about the collateral damage. There was never anything discussed about the fact that there are five counties in the state of Washington that have serious problems with needles being left everywhere. We Nothing was discussed about the poor woman that worked at the Alano Club that got stuck with a needle cleaning out the garbage can. There was nothing discussed about the needles that had been found in the area of Bruno since it had opened. There had been nothing discussed about, again, the collateral damage. That's very nice to ignore when when you're you're pushing a program, but these are the things, and this is the and I think this is the biggest clash point between the two sides is one side does the the the, the side that is pro needle exchange does not want to admit the potential risk and collateral damage that's out there. Yeah, it's only good things that are coming of this. Right, the other side wants them to admit that. That there is a collateral damage that exists here, and that there are people that can get a hold of these needles and can get stuck. Everyone from a small child to an unsuspecting adult. And they just refuse to accept that there is an element of risk out there that they could be adding to a problem that they're attempting to cure. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is Pete, West Richland. Hi, Pete. What's up? Sounds to me like our socialists in the Washington State Legislature are trying to turn Washington State into Seattle. Well, this know, is this is well, example five hundred and sixty-two. And I you know think. what, Pete? One of the councilmen last night brought that up and said that he did not want this to become an attraction point for other people in other areas of the state to come to be able to do this, so that we wound up seeing more people coming in here simply to exchange needles and then we are beginning yeah. to get the, the issues and, and and that's a fair concern i don't care well, what especially anybody... since you just recently viewed the farcical uh you know documentary done in seattle <laughs> uh by a pseudo news organization that uh you know put that out there that seattle is is dying but hey you know yeah if you want to quote the documentary wonderful i mean look you have to be you have to be completely asleep to not have seen what's going on in this community. I mean like taking a nap over the last year. I'm pretty fired up. I can tell. 5471610509547161610. We know our listeners not not asleep. Not at all. Nope, because we're talking about the issues. That's right. Nobody's nodding off. Nope. 547-1610-509-547-1610. Email us, too. 
Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. More of the area's only live local call-in talk show next. Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Rob and Ed. Presented by McCary Meats in Basin City on News Radio 610 KONA. Email the show, too. Go to the website, 610kona.com. Go to the bottom line page, fill out the form, and you're in business. Ed Dawson, Rob Francis, here on the bottom line, talking about last night's uh, workshop uh, meeting at the City of Kennewick uh, Council chambers about the needle exchange program a couple of interesting things came to light no public comment taken on this and no decisions were made this was a fact-finding mission well and there, there was it wasn't a position to make a decision in all reality by the Kennewick City Council um, the one thing that was revealed last night is that the needle exchange on Bruno is officially closed um, it will not be reopening, and Blue Mountain Heart to Heart stated they will not be looking to operate out of that facility again in the future. Okay. Uh, so they have moved to the building adjacent to Ideal yeah. Options off of Gage in Kennewick. Which we've talked about. They just right. made it official. So, okay. Right. However, um, that was made, that was affirmed last night that, okay. it, is, that it is closed. All right. Um, but it's interesting. One of the things that was admitted by uh, all of the professionals that were there last night is that dat- data collection is difficult and getting accurate data is difficult. For example, um, you go to the State Department of Health. They have got one set of data that goes to a certain point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Benton Franklin Health Department. They say they don't have the staff to do data surveys and data collection and all that kind of stuff. And so their numbers are, you know, coming and waiting from wherever they get their numbers from. But what I thought was really interesting, and this is just an observation, don't necessarily have, have I didn't ask this question of Dr. Person last night, uh, to to back it up, but the numbers that were presented from the Pasco exchange, yes, would have fallen under the purview of the Benton Franklin Health Department. Correct? They probably would have uh, liked to have had that information. Okay, yes. I don't know that she had those numbers. Oh, I don't know that those numbers were reported to her. Oh, hmm. you would you would think that. Like they would be required to report to the mm-hmm. Benton Franklin Health District because it's operating in Franklin County. Yeah, you would, or right. it was yes, mm-hmm. and and there wasn't a there wasn't a confirmation or a denial or anything that that Doctor Person had the numbers that were revealed by Blue Mountain Heart to Heart. Now mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure. She may very well have, but they weren't part of her presentation. Hmm. So and there wasn't a question directly asked of her as if she had this this data well, if this data set was reported to her that that could be something but I think Doctor Person and the Benton Franklin Health District have been at least consistent on this particular point whether you agree or disagree with their with their stance their stance has never changed they have always attacked this issue as a health 
um, I don't know if I want to call it a crisis, I don't put words in their mouth, but a health concern from their standpoint that, you know, opioid addiction, national problem, we all know that. It's a problem in the state, we know that. And it's even a problem here in our area, we know that as well. And that has been their angle all along. They they support basically any effort to get people to get off of those drugs because it is a health and safety concern. They haven't really gone gotten into, I guess, the more political arguments surrounding this issue, but I think they've been pretty consistent in that. So I don't, I see what you're saying. You would think that the Benton Franklin Health District would and should have those figures for a for a medical facility that's operating public health operation public health operation okay is the exact wording um that they would have access to those figures or that those figures would be reported to them being that they are the health district mm-hmm. representative in that county i would think that that would be required of blue mountain heart to heart it may not be don't don't know we're just no, we're we just don't. throwing out questions here that's what we do is we ask questions like who is this joining on the, on the phone? <laughs> You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? This is uh, Max Pestrinia on a nice afternoon here, a little breezy. Yeah, what's up, Max? Well, I'm kind of lost here. The only advantage I see the needle exchange is perhaps it slows down the spread of hepatitis, AIDS, et cetera, et cetera. It's not a cure. doesn't impact opiate um, addiction. Uh, it has nothing to do with treatment. I have two questions. One, where does the money come to provide this program? I mean, the I money, don't believe it. There isn't the any local. Come? There isn't any local money that's involved at this point in time, Max. They get state funding, which, in a roundabout way, not. yes, is is some taxpayer money, and there's state federal funding money. involved. But at this point, yeah. there's no city or county money involved. And they have they have no data that shows that this affects a cure. I'm asking the question: Do they even have data that shows they've lowered the rate of? Uh, infectious disease by this process, or they just hand out a bunch of needles to addicts. doesn't do anything. And I know a lot about drug abuse. Thanks for the call, Max. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, there isn't. There isn't any, you know, that is, that's actually a very telling thing in my mind is the, and whether it's Blue Mountain Heart to Heart or Ideal Option, we have heard very little, if any, success stories. We have we 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 keep hearing that that needle exchange is a vital part of the overall process, and we get the rhetoric and all that stuff. But if 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 I'm on that side of the issue, I am searching. I am getting that story out there, knowing full well. That if you can put a human face to this or several human faces to this that shows the benefits of the needle exchange to the overall opioid problem in our community, I'm doing it. Which leads me to believe that there aren't any or there are so few that they're not doing it. There were there were a couple of numbers that were revealed last night, and and a statement that was made that was that I thought was interesting as well. That I, I don't think there's any data out there that can really accurately one hundred percent back up the statement that was made. 
Um, it was a little mind blowing, actually. More of the bottom line. News Radio six ten K one A. After this.